Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producers, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's up? Um, I'm a tad bit under the weather. A tad bit. Just a tad bit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's. Yeah, I'm. I'm here though. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a quick, uh, a quick live. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Somebody trying to come for your boy. I ain't having it tonight, though. I'm here. I am here. Like I said, I, I'm not going to be here all night. I'm going to just say, run my mouth, say what I got to say, and, and then head on out. And a long day, long day. Goddamn goody two-shooters. These goody two-shoosers. Praying over me and shit. Sending their little, their little peoples to come get me. Lucifer's chosen one shall re- remain. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> All right, yo, real quick. Um, yeah, it's a lot I want to cover. A lot I want to cover. Hey, Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Girl, it's been some months. How you been? You good? You good? You good? I missed you. I missed you. I'm glad to see you here. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. <laughs> I, I watched a disturbing movie earlier today. It really bothered my spirit. Not for, not for the reasons you think. Not for the reasons you think. It's called Piho. It's an Indian movie. It's on Netflix, right? Getting better. Awesome. 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 Glad to hear it. Now nah, we good, bro. We good. We good. Um, I watched the movie today i did i'm looking at the preview and i read the description something told me i don't need this movie in my spirit right now (laughs) i don't need this movie in my spirit but i sat there and watched like a dummy this movie is based on a true story okay this movie is based on a true story it tells the story of a two-year-old i guess you either two or three of a two to three-year-old child whose mother died in her sleep from pills and her father was away on a business trip. This three-year-old basically 
is at home by herself with her dead mother in the bed upstairs. I did not need this movie in my spirit. Lord have mercy. So many things wrong. This child was in constant danger from start to finish. So she wakes up. She rolls over. Her mother is already dead. She's a toddler. A toddler. And, oh my God, it's so many things wrong, right? And then as, as the child goes up and down stairs, trying to feed itself and, and, and do things and still try to wake her mother up. And then the mother leaves a, a, a note or she writes on the mirror in lipstick as to why she took her own life. Because then as the child is trying to wake the mother up, out pours this bottle of pills and then the little girl's asking, mommy, can I eat one? Oh my God. And then, and then the night before was her birthday party and the place is trash. There's a great party. Right. But then there are all this wiring Jerry rig. It's almost like the mother when she decided to take her own life. And mind you, it's based on a true story. It seemed the mother set the house up for the child to get killed. Because the mother said in her note on the mirror, she was, she didn't have the guts to take her daughter with her. Then the, so the, the backstory is the mother is in an abusive marriage. Once again, this is a, this is an Indian flick, Hindi, Hindi, it's in Hindi, but it's an Indian. And then the, the mother, when she, they do show her face, she has bruises because they fought the night before he left for his trip. He was late for his daughter's birthday party. So he's already in Kolkata. And so the little girl, Pihu. Oh my God. And um, so the iron is still on in, in, the, in the mother's bedroom. And then there's these balloons and then there's a power outage brown out back and forth. And like I said, all these exposed wires and then she's hungry. She says, mommy, I'm hungry. Did she, then she (laughs) goes to cook herself something to eat. Shit is always on fire. She's burning the food. This child is in constant, constant danger. The entire movie. Then she goes out to the balcony and then she's asking for more and a shiki and no one's responding and she her doll somehow falls over the over the fucking balcony they're like seven eight stories up this child climbs on the top of the fucking the railing and is like i you know my doll pihu's doll pihu's doll and some lady is like off camera is like what are you doing get down where's your mom and and then she burned herself with the iron and then the water is running and then she tried to cook. She first she tries to cook herself some bread in the microwave, burns it. Then she turns on the, the, all the eyes on the fucking stove, on the oven to cook her some bread. That catches on fire. This child is in constant, constant danger. I, I told Knucklehead, I said, I can't watch this shit. I don't need this movie in my spirit. Yet I kept watching. And so then she gathers up her mother's pills and she keeps asking her dead mother, mommy, can I take one? Can I eat one? Can I eat one? So she eats one. 
Now, in between all this, the father calls the phone. She the phone initially as as on the top of a bookshelf, and she climbs up there to get the phone. Mind you, she's like two to three years old, so she's not well versed on phones. Whatever she talks to her dad, and dad's like, "Hey, where's your mom?" She's like, "Mommy's sleeping." Um, you know, and then he calls a bunch of times, leave these messages, what he thought was for the mother. He said, I'm not coming back home until you die. Supremely, supreme asshole, supremely mad, abusive, mad, abusive, mad, abusive, right? He blames her for everything, for missing the flight, for everything, right? So in the, the message, she was like, you said you're not coming back home until I'm dead. So, and then I didn't, she, then she writes, I didn't have the guts to take Pihu with us, uh, with me. Oh, 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 my God. So, so then she starts eating the pills one by one. And then the, 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 the place downstairs, it begins to flood, right? Because the water's still running in, in, the, in the faucet. And then the burner's still on. And then there's these brownouts. And then at one point, she's watching TV. The power goes out. She goes behind the TV. All these, these jerry-rigged exposed wires. Oh, my God. So she eats the pill. She eats one pill. And then she eats two pills. She's like, ah, bitter medicine. She comes back and eats three more pills. She eats five pills altogether. So finally, the residents in the apartment complex say, you know, enough is enough. What is going on? There's water coming from this place. Um, uh, the, the electricity keeps going out. And um, so Pihu eats five pills. Mind you, the mother's dead in bed. You know, um, you know, and then at one point she starts crying because after she burned herself with the iron, you know, she goes on top of, she lays on top of her mother. She's crying and, you know, she has little moments and, um, so she lays down to go to sleep. Now listen, there's child acting and then there's not child acting. What I'm saying is when you watch her go to sleep. It's her, her, literally her eyes roll in the back of her head. That's not acting. Now I'm not saying this child actually took real sleeping pills. I'm telling you a two to three year old cannot act that well. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to watch the movie. That part when she, after the, the fifth pill, she gets sleepy. She lays on the floor. And she gets really, I mean, you know what a motherfucker is drained and they are, they are on something and the, the eye, she closes her eye and the eye, you can see it rolling back. That's not acting. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That is not acting. So she lays down. They finally, the father, you know, last conversation he has with, with, with P who's like, okay, I'm coming. I'm on my way back home. I'm on my way back home. So everyone's at the door. They're trying to break the door down. The father comes in and opens the door. Everybody rushes in. And he, and then it's, it's his point of view. He's running down. He's downstairs. He sees all the domestic shit caught on fire. There's fire damage. And then he's like, you know, he runs upstairs and he's like, he's like, Piho, Puha, Puha, Piho, Piho. And so he sees his dead wife. And he's, you know, he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then he's looking for Piho and it's the flights are flickering and there's water damage everywhere and fire damage and shit. He's like, Piho, Piho, Piho. He's like, Papa. He's like, where are you? Where are you? Piho is alive underneath the bed, building, building blocks, playing with her building blocks saying, Hey daddy, I built us a beautiful home. Jesus Christ. I did not need this movie in my fucking spirit. 
I did not need this movie in my spirit. This was based on a true damn story. They actually show the picture of the actual child and father in the beginning. I did not need this movie in my spirit. Damn you, Netflix and you Indian folks who made this movie. This thing is 2018, 2019. I did not need this movie in my spirit. Now. Hey. I'm sorry. Let me acknowledge the chat. <laughs> let me acknowledge the chat. I did not need this movie. Very, very disturbing movie because this child was in danger every step of the way. Okay. Yes. That's yes. The P who yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is that movie. Oh, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Anywho. 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 Okay, that was a, a random. This, yeah, just mad disturbing. Yeah, she, she took five. She took five pills. I seen that. Man, it's crazy, right? The entire time the child is in danger. But like I said, when she took that fifth pill and she laid down, that was not acting. That child was knocked, knocked the fuck out. That child was knocked out for real, for real. The, the way her eyes rolled in the back of her head when her eyelids are closed, that's not acting. That is not acting. So, yeah, 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 yeah. When, like I said, my description does not do it justice. This is a very, very emotionally, it, it's, this is a very emotional, very emotional movie. It's called Pihu, P-I-H-U. It's on Netflix. Disturbing. So, yeah. Okay. Shogun, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, I don't be on Netflix like that because I have all the other sites. You know, Netflix's original content is probably the best next to Disney+. Plus. But, you know, Netflix has so many just random... You know, especially if you get into the other genres, Bollywood, Nollywood, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, let me get into what I wanted to talk about tonight, kind of, sort of. What are my topics again? Wait a minute. Um, wait, gallery. Let me find it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I was just online last night. Yo, I, this... <laughs> The Gambia Bumsters just popped up. Don't even ask me how I came across this shit, yo. But let's let's get into this real quick, yo. <laughs> this is crazy. And I thought I had a theme. I really don't have a theme. Right? Like, just... I, you know what? I'll just say this. I'll say this. White women have reduced melanated men, black men, to, to objects. Now, we all complain that men objectify women and all this extra stuff. And, and that's fair. But I, I, listen, I think the white woman 
has as a whole just reduced mel- melanated black men i don't care where you're from to just just horses just studs you know what i'm saying i i knew it was bad but i didn't know it was this bad right so gambia busters bumsters gambia bus bumsters um, if you've ever traveled to the Gambia, you will almost certainly have heard of this term, but what exactly are Gambia bumsters and how would they affect your holidays? This, this article was from last year. Okay. Gambia bumsters. Now I'm sure there's other countries that have their own terms for basically, um, poor black men sleeping with white women for money. Now, this is no different than when men do it to women, but that's expected, right? That's expected. But for the roles to be reversed to this degree, this is almost like antebellum slavery all over again. This is like when, when white massa leaves, the wife assumes control and does whatever she wants to the, to the black buck. So this is like... As much as people complain about America, ah, you know what? A lot of these other countries are still kind of ass backwards dealing with nonsense. So let me get into this real quick. Uh, the term bumster is thought to have origins from the English word for bum, which is generally associated with beggars, the willingly un- unemployment and lazy people. A bumster is typically a young man who is a member of the host community. He frequently hangs out, uh, hangs around the beaches and the hotel areas to interact with tourists. Bumsters are traders. They are there to make a living, not to be your friend or boyfriend, although they may make it seem this way. Their business focus tends to be on selling tourist activities, excursions, and on selling sexual services to tourists in exchange for money and other benefits. The notion of selling or trading may not always be obvious, For example, being invited out by a young man to a social event may not seem like he is trying to sell to you, but in reality, this may well be part of a larger ploy to commence a romantic relationship and and to then obtain gifts or financial donations from you. Okay. Some argue that the presence of the Gambia bumsters is a lasting legacy of colonial colonialism. The Gambia was a country that was at the heart of the slave trade. And for many years, locals lived, uh, local people lived in a period of time that was dark, marked by white supremacy, racism, and exploitation. Okay. Now it goes how to spot a Gambian bumpster. It's pretty obvious when a Gambia, a Gambia bumpster approaches you, but just in case you're not sure, here are some common things to look out for. Are they wearing a brightly colored sports vest or t-shirt? Are they wearing Rasta colors of green, yellow, and red? Are they aimlessly hanging around? Are they hanging around in places where tourists are likely to come along the beach outside a hotel? Are they hanging around in pairs or groups? A Gambia bumster is a confident man. They are, they are no fear of coming up to you and engaging in conversation. Some of the introductory phrases that they may use include, how are you? I hope you are enjoying your holiday. All right, mate. Welcome back. It's good to see you again this year. Is this your first time to Gambia? Why do boys men become bumpsters? 
In the Gambia, many people choose to drop out of school because they aspire to become a Gambia bumster. These boys think that going to school is a waste of time. They look up to the men that they see working on the beach. The see working as a Gambia bumster as a road to richness. Many of these children will hang around the beach areas communicating and working with tourists. They quickly learn that tourists often are often very generous. They will often provide the children with gifts, food, and money. Now, I remember a couple of years ago, I did a live stream about how the, the parents would go their, goad their children into the sex trade and to, to take them to tourists and sell them off, whatever the case may be. I've already, we've already covered that. I'm just, I'm just going with this right now, okay? Um, <clears throat> as these children grow older, they begin to become involved with many different activities that allow them to earn money to take home to their family. Some sell drugs to tourists. Some take tourists on excursions. Some beg the tourists for money. Some steal from the tourists. Children working on the beach and quitting school to make money from the tourists to take home to their family is not unusual in the, in the developing world. I've seen kids selling string bracelets to backpackers in Cambodia, children begging for money of the streets of Mumbai, and children working on the beach in Rio de Janeiro. But what is different about the Gambia is that these children endeavors or these childhood endeavors uh, more often than not lead the young man down the road to sex tourism. The Gambia is home to a unique and thriving sex tourism industry. Here, men sell themselves to women in exchange for gifts, money, and a visa to a richer country such as the UK. Okay, while bumpsters do not offer, do not only offer sexual services, it seems that this is the most prominent part of their job. Oftentimes, you will recognize sex tourism in the Gambia as sex tourism at, at tourism at all, nor will you view it as a sale. But in reality, that's exactly what it is. There are many, many stories about the Gambia bumpsters and the role in the sex tourism industry. In fact, you can read over 250 stories. Okay, blah, 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 blah. These young, good-looking African men embark on relationships with typically middle-aged, older Western women, usually from the UK or Europe. Many women will view said relationship as normal and healthy. It may simply be a holiday romance or it may result in a long distance relationship or even marriage. Um, how Stella got a groove back. Classic example of what that was. All right. Okay. In the most serious of cases, one person will relocate to live with the other. Usually the man is the one who relocates, but in reality, the man is simply doing his job. A bumster is a tradesman and the relationships that he forms are simply a way to make a sale. Okay. So how does a Gambia bumster make money from sex tourism? Women will often return to their home country and send money to the Gambia bumsters. Sometimes this will turn into a regular salary like payment. Sometimes the men will ask for large sums of money for things such as medical bills or home repairs. Whilst the white, the Western women views it as a loving relationship, the Gambia bumpster views it as a business. There are many stories of men who are actually married to a Gambian lady and the men who have large families to support. Often the Western woman will know very little of this. In Africa, the man symbolizes sexuality. According to the author, Rachel Sprague, she explains that the continent of Africa is often described as homogenous where the male ability of living in monogamy is questioned and the male sex is considered promiscuous in effect being in multiple relationships simultaneously is not viewed as a negative in the way that it is in many parts of the world and in fact the family that the gambia monsters is working to support are often proud of his financial achievements even if this means they do not see him often 
Okay. In effect, the Gambia bumpsters are looking for women who can provide for them and their families financially. They get involved in pursuit of a more than comfortable lifestyle. In this sense, they are viewed by the public as non-commercial and voluntary sex workers. Okay. see Jeez. okay tourists generally do not like to be followed and harassed while on holiday and the gambia bumpsters has had a negative impact on the sex or on the tourist experience uh the government has taken the threat posed by the gambia bumpsters problem on the country's tourism industry very seriously they have set up the tourism security unit to crack down on it Security officials who wear badges stating tourist police who work for the unit can be found doing their rounds in the main tourist resorts on a regular basis. Their job is to move the Gambian bumpsters on. The government has also set up the tourist guides training school to find proper gainful employment for some of these young men to prevent them from becoming a Gambian bumpster. Tourism studies have also introduced in schools to emphasize how important it is as a foreign exchange earner to the country. Okay. <sighs> here's, the, here's the difference between the men and the women, for the most part. These women, they don't go online to brag about this. But let me continue on to how the white woman has basically reduced melanated black men to just, you know, as, as stud, it, it, they become an, an uh, SNL skit. And I, I forgot this skit existed. Adele. Adele did a skit on the sex tourism in Africa on SNL. Remember this. Now, Adele is in, engaged, soon to be married to a black man. I'm not surprised, but... <laughs> I'm going to play a small clip. I'm going to play a small clip. The drums. The pounding. <laughs> the fanning yourself with a palm between rounds. <sighs> I found... I found such a deep, deep connection here. You can feel it in your stomach. <laughs> Yo they've become a running joke. They've turned into a joke. Now, here's where I call fake outrage because of course black folk are upset. We're upset over this. This was back in 2020. Okay. But the men do, do, do the same thing. So I'm calling fake outrage on that part. And so then let's find, where's the other clip at? Jeez, man, it was bad. Where is it at? Let me find it. Hold up. Hold up. It was bad. Give me one moment. Uh,
Okay, wait. I'm told me I should have bookmarked the fucking page. Son of a bitch. Alright, anywho, I'm gonna move on. I got two more articles I wanna go over with before I, I get up out of here. So, yeah, this, this is, listen, my thing is, once again, the only people that actually come online to, to, to tell all their business is is the black man i don't understand this shit i don't understand it all right let me go to the other other articles real quick that went out of there okay now, when I hear Brazil, right, listen, Brazil in, in my eyes is pretty much known for two things, okay, two things, and they're known for having, having the best looking trainees and sex tourism, okay, outside of that, that's, they're, you know, okay, okay, okay. Now, this was back in 2006. 2006, okay? This is a black man. This is a brother, American. So let's get into it. <laughs> um, for America's professional black men, Brazil has been a secret destination for sex for many years, according to a study by Jewel Woods. In the last couple of decades, Mr. Woods contends Rio has grown into a black man's sexual paradise for men of certain financial means, men who take week-long excursions into the South American countries, uh, notorious sex uh, tourism industry. This is, oh, this is 2006. Okay, so let me get right into the article. Okay, it, it used to be an insider's tale, Mr. Woods said, mostly shared within a circle of professional black men in cities across America, but the phenomenon has grown into a hot topic of debate in African-American circles nationwide. Okay. Blaming on Rio sparked a debate that has been since sizzling in African-American chat rooms online, on national radio talk shows, and at college symposiums. PhD student in social, social work and sociology, Mr. Wood said he didn't know about the phenomenon until two years ago when he heard about it from a friend who in turn had heard about it from another friend. Mr. Woods, a community organizer in 94, founded community outreach initiatives, a mentoring program for African-American youth in Toledo, said he was intrigued at the prospect of researching the phenomenon because of his interest in studying the attitudes and behaviors of middle-class black men. After conducting interviews with 50 black male professionals in Toledo, Cincinnati, Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, Philadelphia, New York City, Washington, Los Angeles, and Charlotte, he concluded that an estimated 2,000 black professionals make annual trips to Brazil. And these are highly accomplished men in various fields, from company executives to doctors and lawyers. The recent revelation about the sex vacations, much like the debate in the African-American community, with the unraveling of the down-low culture a few years ago, black heterosexual men having relations with other men is critical in understanding issues of masculinity, uh, male privilege, and morality. 
It's not just about men seeking sex in Brazil, Mr. Wood said. And uh, we need to ask ourselves why the most coveted men in the black community are going overseas on these sex trips. What is it that they are not finding fulfillment about their lives here? There is an absolute societal poverty when it comes to understanding men and in particular professional black men. Okay. It was obvious and real that many of the black men were th- mostly there for more than sex. It was, uh, it was more psychological than it was sexual. From the minute you arrive at the airport, all you hear is from these v- very beautiful women is how much they like black men and how attractive you are. It is that kind of affirmation that has been attracting black men to Rio for many years. Okay. Um... He said there was a lot of anger about the story. Many black men hated it. They felt it, that it should not have been discussed. And some women felt a sense of betrayal by black men. Okay. Professional black men are one of the most marginalized groups of people in this country. The process of becoming a, a professional is itself very isolating for many black men who often find themselves challenged by situations in their professional and private lives that they are not prepared for. Okay. In Rio, these men experience a sense of class validation that is rare in many instances. Many of them said that they did not feel like they were looked at as just symbols of success in their community. Okay. All right. That's that. This is 06. Okay. It was reposted for 2022, but this initially came out in 06. Reposted 2022. Okay. Now. Now, I know y'all don't like Reddit, but there's a lot of things on Reddit that, that ring true. Now, <laughs> this is Reddit four months ago. Okay. And some people are going, are going online to exp- express their displeasure at black American men coming to their countries to exploit um, for sex. It's one thing to just do it, but then once again, once you start bragging to the, to the, you know, to the high heavens, that's that, you know, then that's when you lose your argument. Oh my God, the assport. Holy cow. That's funny. The assport. That is funny. Let me go through these comments. Let me go through these comments. I'll catch super chats on the back end. Let me see. I heard a white chick say women run game by stroke. Of course. Duh. I cannot. I'm too late. I'm already there. I cannot get out of there. I cannot get out of there. Okay. Right? Remember, it used to be Vegas. What, what, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Remember that, right? It used to be Vegas. used to be like the sex tourist spot in America. Okay? There's no way I would be cool being associated with a group of men that strictly go looking for sex. You understand? Like, I would never be outrightly associated with no, with no group that's being, um, the narrative being framed that you just, you just pussy hounds. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I'd rather move in silence and, and, and let that be it. Okay, but now let's, get, let's go to Reddit. Because they're talking about Brazil and the Dominican Republic, especially the DR, because y'all niggas love, basically... You know, light-skinned looking chicks with straight hair. Let's just call it what it is. Okay. 
and I saw the comments. People, majority of guys that go to DR are making excuses for not going to Haiti because they were saying, oh, it's, it's more dangerous in Haiti. Uh, okay, I guess. So let's go. Um, hmm. There's one guy, the YouTube guy, the black American guy that made the video a few months back and they were dragging his ass because he was basic. Um, let me find it real quick. Okay, 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 okay. So this one says, I don't know if this raises to an epidemic, but it certainly ruined my online experience. I love YouTube and I used to looking for prostitutes. Okay. He said there was a video about a parade in my hometown. So I click on it and the guy filming, I assume it was a guy, just kept the whole video focused on the backside of this young woman with tight fitting jeans. It kept moving the timeline forward, trying to see what else was in the video. But five minutes in, I gave up like, what the fuck are they doing? They're shameless. This guy from Brazil said, I, I saw a video posted a few months ago with a black American on this sub and half of the video was talking about the women in Brazil. I don't know what it's what, what it's like in the Dominican Republic, but some people only come for one thing in our countries. I think this one, um, that's totally relatable for those city walking videos and Rio's beaches. There are several close-ups on women's backs and people in the comments ask them to fill more asses. He says, are you talking about the carnival and Santiago de los uh, Caballeros? He says, yeah, I believe that was the one. Were you, the, were you the one filming? Uh, he says, God knows I love women, but I ain't no pervert. So no, I, it was a guess because it was carnival season and I wanted to watch some videos on YouTube and I clicked on one that was in Santiago de los Caballeros and the person recording just was just filming the women. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I noticed that too. Their main destination here is Sasua. Now this guy's from, from the DR. Four months ago, he says, you know what I find funny is that when they come here and get rejected by some women, some women, they start making videos about how racist the DR is, but they sure as hell still love to come here looking for racist Dominican women. This guy made a YouTube video saying Dominicans were racist because they beat him up for being black, which was a complete lie. He conveniently, conveniently left out the, the, that out that they beat him up for secretly recording women as he walked behind them. He says, I think you are talking about that African YouTuber who went to DR and claimed he was beaten because Dominicans are racist. I remember that video. Then they respond. I don't remember the full video with the African guy, but I know he was saying they treated him differently when they found out he was from Africa or something like that. The video I'm talking about is an American guy. Okay. What's worse is when you tell them you are Dominican, they proceed to talk about the women and I'm and on and how thick they are. And I'm just rolling my eyes, wishing they would just shut the fuck up. It's not just gringos saying that, but even other Hispanics, I've heard some Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, hell, either, even other Dominican Americans I went to school with talk about Dominican women that way. I get other people are saying that, but from another Dominican American, it's a bit disappointing. Okay. What's sad is that the beach in Sasu is beautiful and one of my favorites. I haven't been in a while, but people from Puerto Rico tell me that it's still nice there and you can still go with your family. It's the town itself that's it's ruined by the red light district amb ambiance. 
I remember a long time ago going there at night, drink cheap beer and bars, listening to music. Now you say you're going to Sasua and people look at you weird. Americans need and other countries need to legalize prostitution. I'm tired of our countries being used like this. It fucking pisses me off. The sex tourists probably do see prostitutes in their own countries, just nowhere near as much as they want to because they cannot afford it here. Hence the tourism. Okay, here now listen, this guy's from Brazil. He says, so traveling thousands of kilometers to find prostitutes is cheaper than going for prostitutes in their own community. Man, listen. <laughs> I'm not saying this. This is how this is what the this is how you look to the outside world. This is how y'all look to the outside world. Sex tourism, this guy's from Peru, doesn't impact internal prostitution. Sex tourism main marketing point includes the whole passage of visit a foreign country and be treated as a king because your country is richer and thus your money is way more valuable. I've seen them in person and online. Anytime I work a Sasua or Puerto Plata flight, I automatically assume every single man, regardless of race, traveling alone is a pervert. That may be wrong, but it is what it is. Last week, a, a coworker who was traveling came to check in at the podium. I asked him, I asked him why he was going. And he said, well, you know how it is down there. When I asked him to elaborate, he laughed and said, Dominican women are easy and cheap. It's very strange to me that they think that's funny. It's embarrassing that they have to, they have so few redeeming qualities. They have to go to a country where minimum wage is a few hundred dollars a month to find a woman desperate enough to sleep with them. You'd be surprised what people think about Dominican women in general, and it's not nice. Here we go. Gali, Medellin, Santo Domingo, and Rio flights and MIA are always full of that stuff. The past few weeks, the first SDQ flight out of Miami has been full of American men traveling alone. I was in Miami two days ago coming back from Argentina and there were a bunch of managers arguing about when other, when other or not to let this uh, man on a plane go to Cali because he told another passenger he was going to meet underage girls. Dallas-Fort Worth had a sex trafficking ring incident last month where girls coming in from Guadalajara, teenage girls coming off planes telling the customs officers they had no clue where they were or how they got there. And none of them understand currency exchange either. This guy made a TikTok saying a dollar in the U.S. is $54 in Dominican Republic and that's why you get more for your money with the women here he really believes you can pay three to five dollars to sleep with a woman here it's also gross how they put down their own women in an attempt to compliment us i've heard them say that i heard them say to other black american women that they prefer latina women because we're submissive and do what they say it's so disturbing
This one's from Haiti. Yeah, I see a couple of videos on this on that topic. Me personally, I think traveling alone to a foreign country just for sex is kind of stupid. But if you're an American man, why travel? You can literally find any nationality in the U.S. and F them. Travel, try travel to a foreign country where they can drug you and maybe kill you. It's and that's funny. The silver lining to this is that at least it, the majority of them are not touching kids. Uh, Asia is the capital of child pornography. Uh, and in fact, that is sad and disgusting. I think it's disgusting, but they are consenting adults doing transactional business. Where I am paying for sex is one of the worst things you can do as a man. This one from Mexico, he said, the problem is that they only harass regular women and not only see prostitutes. Okay. 100% true. I can attest to it in Colombia and Dominican Republic. A flock of them come to Medellin and spend heavy dollars to find prostitutes and start hitting, harassing on local women all the time to the point where local women are getting very wary of them now. Santo Domingo was the old location. Medellin is the new location for them. Hmm. Okay. Uh-oh, here we go. So now we need to talk about the overwhelming amount of black men from the U.S. partaking in sex tourism in Latin America, more specifically Brazil. Okay, it is not that women are easier in other countries than in your own or that you are more attractive by other country standards. It's just that with your first world salary, you can offer much more to the average woman in a third world country than to the average woman in your country. Many will sleep with you just for the green card. It's human nature. Now, whether this is morally wrong or right, I can't judge. No one is forcing the women to sleep with these men to do it. it Maybe distasteful to you, but in our countries, which have more traditional values and are poorer, women tend to look for more valuable men. And these are in many cases, in many cases, foreigners. P.S. I would like to clarify that filming women exposing and sexualizing them without their consent seems to me to be highly criticizable and abhorrent. So it's victimizing yourself if that they are not giving you a chance. Okay. Okay. Once again, once again, this is how the outside world perceives them y'all whatever the case may be okay let me get caught up on these comments let me get caught up in these comments <laughs> let me just get caught up in these comments real quick and I'm going to go to my last topic and I'm going to end it. Not hood hunters, oh my lord. Okay. 
I mean, eventually foreigners are going to push back at, at, you know, but, um, I'm just here to get you guys' comments. And, and, and like I said, be, you know, do what thou wilt, but once you come on certain spaces online and, and start bragging about it, sex is like such a base level. Um, it, you know, it's, such, it's such a base level um activity right because once you master i mean come on like those in the lodge the apron means you know mastery of self and sexual discipline right so once again i've always said you see how important sex is to a lot of these guys i mean it's, it's just it it's just that important And then, you know, all right, so my final topic. All right, so sex parties. Now, listen, I have instructions before I post this. Okay. Now, before I post this, Do not post the location. So what, what some of y'all are going to do is type in some words and look up where this location is. Do not post the city, state, country this is in. Okay? Do not. If you do, I will block the shit out of you. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Wrench or no wrench. I don't care. Now. Once again, for the slow people, late to class, those that can't read well, okay, I'm going to show you guys what an invite to a to a an eyes wide shut party looks like. Because some of y'all be like, oh, I've always heard about them, but how do that's you know because you have to, if you know, have to be somebody to be, you know, six degrees, right? You got to be somebody that knows somebody, and they got to kind of scout you. You know what I'm saying? I think you're worthy, right? Okay. So, um, all right. So somebody I'm cool with, right? And then in the industry and, uh, you know, it's, it's that time of the year when all the professionals come out to play. Um, you say no, you're no English. <laughs> All right. So there's this, some events have these multi-party um, weekends, right? So you invited to one party and you, you, you'll be scouted without you being noted that without you knowing you're being scouted. And then you get invited to the second party. And you, then, you know, you pass that, you get invited to the third party. So at the third party is when they kind of pull you to the side. And it's like, hey, you know, we saw that you've been here, you know, the last night or the couple of days before. And, you know, and if one of the older white men take a liking to you, then you kind of, they kind of give you the, they give them the, it's okay, give them the, the, the code word and the location. So once again, once again. I'm not fucking around. Do not post 
the name of the pl- of the location in this fucking chat. Dead ass. All right. Please don't be that stupid. Okay. All right. Here we go. Where's it at? <laughs> and like, like I said, some of you will never ever get invited to stuff like this. So you're fine. Cause you know, nobody wants you like that. <laughs> I kid, I kid, but no, I'm just saying this is how, I, this is how it normally works. Oh shit. Did I said, I got to email to myself. Never mind. Let me find it first and send it to myself. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Once again, excuse me. Don't be the dumb fuck that wants to be funny and post the location or this, whatever the case, don't, just don't even, don't, just don't do it, okay? Just don't do it. Now, so what happened was, I'm giving you a backstory. So, um, she's in, she's in the industry, whatever. So she's invited to a bunch of, a string of parties, okay? A string of parties. And the first party went off with it without a hitch, but she had noticed, um, I guess a lot of shade from the other white chicks because they, they're, they're the regulars, but you don't know that you don't know that going in. So she couldn't understand why they were looking at her so, so weird and kind of giving her the, 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 the mad face, right? There was ice grilling her. She couldn't understand why. And then, you know, had a good time, whatever, made connections. But she noticed that the majority of the men were older white men of prominence, movers and shakers, heavy hitters, masters of, the uni- of their universes, right? And so then, um, <laughs> so I, I guess one took a liking to her to a certain extent. So then party number two shows up. So party number two, same girls, like she's, as this is going, she's piecing it together. She's like, oh, yo, yo, I just noticed this. So this, it's the same girls that was grilling her from the night before, right? So what are the odds that you go to two parties in a row, same set of people, right? But then it's not as full as it was the night before. Same older white dudes, same white girls that was kind of giving her the, the, the stink eye, right? So then all of a sudden everyone starts making their rounds to her and telling her, Hey, you know, we saw you at the other party last night and this and this and that. And you know, um, there's an after party and she's like, Oh, okay. That's cool. I didn't know. Whatever. And like I said, this is all industry professionals. All right. So then <laughs> the one guy whispers in her ear and he says, Hey, um, we're going to send you an invite to the, to the after party. Right. 
Now, this is what they sent her. Now, once again, don't be the dumb fuck that, you know, look it up online on your own time and find out where it's at after on the back end. Do not post it in my chat or in my comments after this shit. Matter of fact, I'm putting this to Patreon just because, because I don't trust y'all motherfuckers like that. All right. So this is what they, this is what they sent her. Okay. This is what they sent her. This is what an invite to an eyes wide shut party looks like. Now, some of y'all have gotten these before. It's different, various forms or whatever the case may be. It may look different here and there, but the, 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 the rhetoric is all the same. Okay. Ready? Here we go. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Okay. Last call is at 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. Pretty late. Right? <laughs> this is what, <laughs> this is what an invite to an eyes wide shirt party looks like. Do not post. Do not post where the location, just don't, just don't do it. Okay? This is what it looks like. All right? <laughs> no photos, no videos. Bring your ID. Password. Now, once again, those that have never been approached like this, this is not, a, this is not for you. You're not on anybody's radar. For those that have been in this, this is nothing new to us. To those that are being newly recruited, this is what you may come across if you're in that scene or industry or around those group of people. This is what it looks like. Okay? Once again, last calls at 4 a.m. That's what it looks like. Okay? All right. All right. That's what it looks like. Okay. And there it is there. I don't think, I can't recall any YouTuber that's actually shown an invite like that. I'm sure they are, but I haven't seen them. So I'll, I'll claim I'm the first and only to do so. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. Okay. So Tiff be around those people. So Tiff's a wild child. I'm putting, I'm making notes, Tiff. Making notes. Put you on the list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like, it, nigga, let me get you up out of here because I'm not in the mood. I'm just not in the mood right now. I'm going to get you up out of here because you, you look like the type. And I could be wrong, but I ain't taking no chances with your ass tonight. Boop. Okay. Yeah, no habla in, in, in inglés. So that's what it looks like. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and people forget that movie, Eyes Wide Shut. You remember the last scene, they let the daughter go off with the old man from the very beginning in, in the first party. Okay. Yeah. Aluminium. Aluminium. Okay. Aluminium. That's, that's our safety word. Aluminium. That's our safety word. All right. So that's pretty much it. Also, Greg, you know, what you know what time it is. Well, yeah. Poland. Yeah. 
I wonder if somebody that used to live in Poland, did he get invited to, to any of those? <laughs> oh, one more thing. One more rant. I gotta, I gotta throw, um, I gotta take my shots. I gotta kick a nigga while he's down. So the little nigga that liked to dox people, somebody sideswiped his car and it had to get towed. Good. That's what your bitch ass get. And I hope some more bad shit happens to your little punk ass. So I'll leave it at that. With that being said, oh, yo, let me get to the super chats. I'm sorry. I didn't forget super chats. I didn't forget. Uh, Adrian was friends with a woman who had pills for STDs. You can catch it on. Oh, gosh. No. You're a very non-judgmental good friend. I'm judging you the fuck. I, I, yeah, I can't be. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Shout out to Black Trunks. Yeah, you're a better friend than me because I'm going to be like, nope. Nope. Okay, who put names in the fucking chat? Are you kidding me right now? So yeah, I, I can't see, so I guess y'all took care of them already. Okay. Oh yeah, y'all be on it before I do, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. You make me feel naughty. That's funny. I am being nice. I am being nice. Okay, associate with my mind in Germany went to a tie cutting ceremony of sorts. Mm. 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 Okay. <laughs> so, yo, I'm going to get out of here. I've, I've taken up enough of you guys this time. And uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Hopefully, we learned something. If not, it was just something to do, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, that's. You know, like I say, if you're in that realm and circle of people and, you know, if they're watching you, yeah, it is what it is. So with that being said, um, I bid y'all adieu. We'll do this again real soon. So, Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75 all right, my bad. Mr. Uh, Mr. Amazing, uh, thank you, bruh. Yeah, so our, our safety, our password, safety word is aluminium. Y'all have a good night, peace. <laughs>